0: athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season nine entitled The Power of a Word. We are on a journey in this season to hear from other individuals on words that they have found critical to the development of themselves as a person and or a professional, right? Some of these individuals have joined me along my journey over the last almost, oh my God, more than 10 years since I started this as an undergrad at Notre Dame, where we would pick a word of the year to focus on and weave into the fabric of our lives throughout the course of the year. So some of our individuals that we've been hearing from have been sharing their words of the year. Others are just compelling words that have really driven and become formidable in these individuals' minds and hearts. Because again, what do we know, right? Here at the Selkin Performance Group, we're all about helping individuals individuals understand the power of mindset and leadership. And so let's dive in just specifically here. What is a mindset? A mindset is a patterned way of thinking, protein patterns that get woven into our brains, just like muscle mass, right? We, we work our bicep out, our bicep gets bigger. Well, we can actually train our brain to build mindsets as well. And thoughts are the mental reps that build those mindsets. And words, right, are the verbalization of the thoughts in our head. And so words are so important because as we repeat them, as we speak them out loud, now all of a sudden they start to build those mindsets. And again, changing the form and function of how our brain works. It's like that Instagram filter, right? How our mindsets shade and shift, how we see the world around us, how we see ourselves, how we see others. And so the power of a word this season is all about helping us build mindsets that can help us unleash the power within ourselves as high performers. And again, what is a high performer? A high performer is a person that cares about how they show up moment by moment, regardless of what they choose to put their hand to. That can be in athletics. That can be in business. That can be in school. That can be in your relationships. That can be in your community. That can be in the family that you're raising or building. A high performer, somebody that shows up committed to bringing them best selves, best of themselves to a moment right, and and thinks about high performance and delivering excellence. And so again, I am excited to to bring all of these different words throughout season nine. And today I am so excited to welcome to the show, Selking Performance Group's very own director of operations, Kelly Zazy. Kelly, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Amber. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, go through this experience with you. Yeah. So this is Kelly's first podcast too. Yes, it is. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm like uh, a little nervous, but in the best possible way.
0: I love it. That's what high performers love, right? Pressure is a privilege. That's what we say. And that's what this whole experience is. So first podcast, but you're going to crush it because you're a stud. I think before we go too much further, let's just share with our listeners, um, maybe how our lives intersected and where you're at on your own performance journey. Um, and then a little bit about what the heck is a director of ops role for SPG and what does that mean? So I guess first and
1: foremost, how did we meet? Yes, absolutely. We met, we have a common friend, J.T. Muso. Shout
0: out, J.T. Yes. You, you, you connected greatness here?
1: Absolutely. He's down at IMG Academy, and I know you spent some time there. And J.T. and I overlapped at Ohio University, where I got my master's in sports administration and MBA. And so as I connected with J.T., again, just talking about his role at IMG Academy and knowing the great work and resources that they have there in the mental skills side in particular, I reached out to him and JT connected me with Amber and a couple other folks down at IMG Academy or who had worked there previously. And so uh, when I reached out to Amber, holy smokes, our first conversation blew me out of the water, just how easy we were able to connect. And we have some uh, common things too. I'm from South Bend, went to St. Went to Mary's, but was involved uh, in the athletic department at Notre Dame during that time. So again, just a lot of common things from our our background too, where we just kind of hit it off right off the bat.
0: Yeah, and so Kelly's background was in sports management and was working at Boston College when when we first met. But really had, you know, this heart to get into the field of sports psychology, right? And so JT was connecting you with people that he knew that were in the field. And when he knew we had that Notre Dame South Bend connection, he for sure sure knew it was going to be fire fire together, and it certainly was. And so you know, from there, um, Kelly's background as a director of ops in in baseball before going into the athletic department side of it when she was at BC you know just really in, intrigued me I mean, in terms of helping us think about at, at SPG how do we how do we get more systematic how do we how do we help organize and orchestrate all of the greatness that we have going on in all these different ways and so we're still figuring out exactly what this role looks like and continues to grow and evolve but she's been a huge help to me as we continue to to build out the systems and structures that allow things to be more sustainable with all of the all the worlds I'm in right now you know I'm vice president of leadership and culture development at Lippert, which is a global publicly traded manufacturing company and so that's that's my day job you know, and my full life job because as an executive, you know, you're always on the clock basically, and then serve as the mental performance consultant and coach to head coach Brian Kelly and Notre Dame football program and so, you know, again, and then we've got a team of high performance coaches at SPG so people who are looking for individual coaching, um, performance coaching, sports psychology, clinical psychology work, we have a team that, that we, you know, connect, um, nutrition as well. You know, all of those are elements in, in high performance. And so if people are looking for one-on-one coaching, they reach out to us with that. And so Kelly has been brought on board to really help coordinate and orchestrate all of all the different pieces and puzzles that we have going on in the world. And, And I am so excited for your giftedness in planning and organizing and helping me follow up on all these pieces. And we're just excited to have you. And then secretly, right, she's getting her degree right now in sports psychology. So it's also been so, much fun to be with her on her academic journey through this because I am at my heart, a little bit of nerd, right? So whenever we get together, I'm like, what are you studying right now? Tell me your favorite theory. How do you think we could apply that? And so just being with you on your academic journey too is so much fun.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, I've appreciated that, too. And that was a little bit, you know, I had to take the jump back into academia. And that was something that I kind of mentally had to get over. And too, in, in our, my phone call with you, you know, uh, and you even still remind me of enjoy this season of your life again. Enjoy the place of learning. And there are at times where I feel like I need to be doing so many more things. And so appreciate too the reminder of enjoy the learning process. And it's when you get really good and understand all the pieces of The just the foundational things that then when you are ready to apply and really get rolling how it truly just all comes together. Yeah, that's
0: awesome, and I mean, I've been talking. I mean, I know you're from here, and your family's from here, but it was like we even talked her back into moving to South Bend, and so we get we're sitting together here in a beautiful studio that our producer at Selking Performance Group is Michael Yoder, and um, him and his company Truthwork Media. They just opened this awesome community space, inclusive of a a podcast studio. So we get to sit here live, face to face, and spend time together and and dive into this conversation. And Kelly, I'm just so excited about your journey and where you are and where you're going. And who knows what God has planned for our continued work together in the field of high performance and sports psych, but it'll be fun to watch it unfold. Yeah, I'm ready. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) And so with that, let's dive into... Your word of the year. So, you know, when I asked Kelly, um, I I shared with her about, you know, this season we're doing the power of a word. And I said, you know, I would love to have you on. Do, Do you have a word of the year? And she was like, well, this is actually the first year I've had a word of the year. So talk me through what was your decision and why did you, why is 2021 the first year that you've had a word of the year, you think?
1: Yeah, so it probably even started even at the beginning of 2020. I was getting really into a little bit more self growth, self development, and I was already, but even more so, just the books I was reading or how often the frequency really picked up and things like that. And so in February and March, still pre COVID, but I started to, uh, it was the first time I did like a vision board or a goal or a dreams board. And so bringing that to life really started my exploration and the tangibles of. Uh, everything that that it encompasses. And so when we were getting to the end of 2020 and I was exploring, okay, new year coming up, what is the whole idea and concept or the power of having a word for the year? And so, of course, did a little reading and research. And even towards the end of the year, I started making a note in my phone whenever there was a word in particular that just kind of struck me or felt right or I felt kind of deep within me I resonated with. And so by the time 2021 got here, I had a list of about four or five words. And I even went a couple days into the new year. And I was riding Peloton, actually, at the time. That's kind of a therapy session for me. (laughs) And I was riding Peloton at the time. And my my word that happened to be at the top of the list, of of my short list, so the very first one I even came up with was conviction. And so conviction ended up being my, my word that just felt so right at the time, more than anything else, for 2021. So that's what it is. And that's what we're running with here. I love it. Tell us more about
0: why conviction. You know, you had that short list of words, you're riding your bike and all of a sudden it's
1: like this is it. This is it. Why? Absolutely. So conviction again is that overwhelming or firm sense of belief. And more than anything else, I realized that in this season, I needed I needed that in myself, that belief in myself. And especially as I transition to this new space, the mental skills space, you know, coming from collegiate athletics, uh, bachelor's is in psychology. And so now trying to marry everything together and jumping into this mental skills space. There are definitely times or days when I have questions of, holy smokes, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? You know, I jumped off the cliff and we're figuring it out as we go. And am I ready for this? Maybe the answer is no sometimes, but gosh darn it, like that's okay, and you're going to believe in yourself, and you're going to keep going. And a little bit of it too was reflecting, uh, I I think back on the saying, you are the average of the five people who you spend the most time with or surround yourself with. And so just doing an inventory of, okay, who am I spending the most time with? And thankful, too, that, again, you're someone now in my life who we have frequent conversations about the mental skills space in particular. And, and so just realizing that keep believing, keep believing. And even if you aren't too sure, you prepare as much as you can still. But beyond that, just believe in yourself and and go from there. And, too, then you see that reflected in others. I think the more you believe in yourself, the more you're able to help and serve others and believe in them as well. Yeah, I love that,
0: right? Because I I think too, you know, if you're not convicted in what you're doing, it's, pretty hard to get people on board with what you're talking about or where you're going, right? And specifically in a field like mental performance, which, you know, is getting a little bit more traction in the world, in the industry kind of thing. But I still, I think there's a big disparity between people who can build a thriving practice right in the field of of mental performance and those that can't. And quite frankly, I think a lot of that comes with conviction. Like how much, one first, like what you said earlier about getting really good at what you know, like having a depth of well of knowledge and then wisdom right is applied knowledge and understanding how to apply that knowledge to spaces and then being convicted in that like what you know is good and can help transform individuals lives or people's lives or systems or organizations or teams like when you come to an individual with a sense of conviction man that's that's the strongest selling point in my mind. You know, and I know I'm a hard sell though, too. Like I remember sitting in some of my grad school classes and like I, I recognized one day that the classes that I took more seriously were those that had professors who were convicted in one, their capability as a professor and two, in the content that they were teaching. Right. To me, that said, oh, this is really important. And then there were some classes I found myself and I'm like, man, you need to pay attention more. Like, why are you not locked in? Cause this is good stuff. But, and it came down to the professor. Like they made it laissez faire. Like they weren't super confident in themselves and, you know, couldn't sell that. Now, I, thankfully, once I became aware of that I slapped my mind into focus and got it together and was able to lock in. Cause those were critical pieces to like my success, you know, on the back end. But I, I think that that piece of conviction is just so important Um For ourselves, you know, but then also if we want to make a positive impact in this world and get people excited about things that we know are right and good and true and can bring excellence to this world, then we've got to be able to show up with a sense of conviction for it. I just got on a (laughs) soapbox. Sorry, I got (laughs) jacked up. This is what happens every time we talk. Um,
1: Okay, so could you remember any of the other words that were on your list, that were down on your short list? Yeah, so actually, the two I was even deciding between. Heal was another one, Mm -hmm. and in an interesting way. So for example, and I felt like heal even, for what I needed it for, for the purpose it was going to serve me, still fit under uh, conviction because I felt like, uh, for example, when it comes under conviction, I need to heal by not second-guessing myself, by not doubting myself. That, for me, is how I need to heal. It's not that there's a big event or trauma or one thing in particular, but just in those type of... Or at the very beginning, we were talking about mindsets. And so understanding where those mindsets of second-guessing myself, where those thoughts were rooted in, where did they come from, and asking myself, okay, why do you think that? And how can we steer that back in the other direction? And again, just be more bring it back to i believe in you i believe in myself the other day i read somewhere too where when whether it's adults are talking to children or if it's uh, coaches to athletes you know instead of saying i believe in you or i am proud of you you should say you should be proud of yourself so you're you're mm-hmm. internally like intrinsically creating those mindset patterns for them that they internally should be proud of themselves instead of relying on external affirmation And so again, when it comes to belief patterns of saying, I believe in myself, and as equally as as again, that affirmation is to give to another person, believe in yourself. Mel Robbins is someone, she has a, a saying, every time she passes herself in a mirror, high five herself in the mirror. And I think that's something too, just to like, hey, I believe in you, you know, you got this, wherever you're walking to or onto your next meeting, onto your next, wherever you're heading, uh, I believe in you and you know, supporting yourself, giving yourself a high five and keep going. Yeah, I love that. That is you know, this whole concept of like, I believe, right? Like what,
0: what do you believe? I, I think part of the problem with our society today is that nobody knows what they believe anymore and nobody is convicted in their beliefs. And sometimes it's like the loudest voice on the far end of either spectrum that like people are like, well, maybe I believe that. And if you really dig into the people that are on either end of any spectrum that you're on, they're often built on whims anyway, you know? And so I think that, you know, in our world, like we need to really think and reflect what is it that you believe in? You know, and and how can you start to say that to yourself and stand on those convictions? and not in a not in a closed-minded way, not in that you can't hear other people's way, but that you feel like you have a guide to the ship that you're going through this world on. you know, if we if we go back to Simon Sinek's Golden Circle, right? If you watch his original TED talk on, you know, start with why, you know, and he draws that and he gives it the example of Apple. and he says, like, you know, at, at Apple, we believe. You know, in this, we believe in this, and and it's so compelling. And I think as humans, as high performers, we need to ask ourselves, what do you believe, and what do you believe is right? I mean, I asked you this question the other day when we were on the phone. I said, what do you believe goes into delivering high performance? And if I run back to my my own grad school experience at the University of Denver you know, one of our first classes, we had to like write our own theory of performance excellence. And it's like, I don't even know what the hell performance excellence is right now, you know, Um, except intuitively what I knew and believed in my heart, right? And I think that we so often get so detached and so far away from really just the basic understandings of what we know to be right and true. And so, you know, I would just encourage like, what do you believe, you know, and how can that guide your approach to your work, to your performance, to your relationships, to, you know, h- how you talk to yourself when you're watching the news, you know, all of those, all of those different things. Cause we need it, you know, silly saying, if you don't stand for something, you're fall for anything. And I, I think we're there in a lot of
1: ways absolutely and and you make such a good point too i think about social media and how much access we have to everything and everybody these days and i will admit i have found times where i could fi- i i feel very overwhelmed by just the intake of all the information and coming in and coming in and you want to know everything or absorb everything or learn everything but at some point you you get so bogged down with the incoming of information that again pause and ask yourself, ultimately, what do you believe? Last year, I can't remember. I think it was over the summer, June or July. I took a whole t- whole weekend, which doesn't seem like a lot, but considering our phone is attached to our hand 24-7, shut off all social media outlets. I mean, but TV and every media, I guess I should say, for a whole weekend. And it was amazing being forced to, to find other things to do. And if it I I created something that weekend. I was actually inspired, uh, Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, she talks about when we have periods, when we're bored, that is when we create. And so by taking a media free weekend, that was when I could truly cancel out all the noise around me and be with my own thoughts and be so sure and certain of what do I think? What do I believe? What's next in my life? Where am I going? No one's gonna stop me. How am I gonna get there? and and go from there. It was very powerful. So now I have uh, limits set on my phone of, okay, I'm not going to be on these apps for more than X time each day. And I'll admit, so... I got a puppy about eight weeks ago, and my screen time has gone down even more than that. So, if you want to, you know, cancel out some of your screen time, I recommend getting a puppy. How's your sleep life going? She sleeps eight hours straight. Oh well, she's lucky. an angel.
0: Yeah, oh. I'm sure there's listeners out there be like, "Oh, you lucky dog!" Thank you absolutely. That's awesome. That is, so, I love it. I love it, and that is true. You know, like that's where the brain we we have so much stimulus coming in that the brain can't actually quiet itself to think, and and so the power of that just from a creation standpoint, from a cognitive reflection standpoint is so, so critically important. And so, you know, I just, I just, I want to know like, what do people believe and are you willing to really fight for that, you know, in a healthy way? And I think that's, that's
1: a powerful point of conviction. What other, any other words that you can remember that were on your short list? Oh, um, dare Ooh, cool. and risk. Ooh. So again, just in in my season of of really jumping into a new area, into mental skills performance, there again are so many times where I am terrified. But we risk and if I fail, that's okay, at least I tried. And then dare, just daring to be great, daring to be more 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 was a word in and of itself actually, more. Um wanting more, doing more, but being intentional. I think intention intentionalness was a theme throughout a lot of these words too, to where I considered the word intentional. However, I felt Those all kind of fell under each word Mm -hmm. in their own way. Um, That again, when it comes back to conviction and understanding where some of my thought patterns have come from in the past, by understanding that, that allows me to be more intentional with where I'm going moving forward. So that was kind of my short list of everything I had running there. I love it. And I think I think
0: you hit it on the head, right? Is all of those really lead you back to conviction, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're convicted, you'll dare, you'll risk, you'll go out on on a limb, you'll want to become more. And and I think that, you know, in one of our other episodes with Michael Yoder, he just talked about like, you know, it's who you become in that process and it's not necessarily about the outcome of success or failure, although absolutely that's what we're striving for. It's that who do we become in the process? And in the process of conviction, who will you become? Wow, this this is an interesting thought, right? Like, that's a good question. In the process of your conviction, who are you becoming? Because I've witnessed people who are convicted for something and become such a positive force for good in the world and that brings so much unity and healing and energy and hope to people, to groups, to teams, to organizations, that it is life giving, right? But then I have also witnessed people that are so convicted in what they believe, but in the process, in that process of conviction, they become a bitter, they become angry, they become divisive. Everything that they touch is like acidic. You know, they create hostility towards other people. And I think that in my in my world, if I'm gonna test and try what is right and true, then I'm gonna look for what is what is the pattern that your conviction is creating? Like what is the path? that what is the what are the remnants in the dust of your journey of conviction is it one of hope and healing and goodness and greatness or is it one of fear anxiety division and and i think that in our world today that could be a good litmus test for us in terms of what you said of like the people that you're surrounding yourself with what's their what's their journey of conviction tell you about them in terms of who they are becoming in the process that's a that's a powerful way to think about conviction too you know in your own life but also in those
1: people that are around you 100 and and equally the phrase i touched on towards the beginning being the average of the five people who you spend the most time with we typically automatically jump into our own list and who are our five equally i challenge people to reflect on how many times are you showing up in someone else's five and are you being that for somebody else
0: I love that. I love that. That's such a powerful thought, just for all of us to consider. So specifically in your life right now, Kelly, what are some of the areas of conviction that you're exploring, or what are maybe some of the things that you're convicted about right now?
1: Oh yes, of course. So um, very dedicated to learning and believing in myself as a student. The the last couple classes I've had, in particular really, again, marry together and tie together so many of the concepts that I was introduced to back when I was a director of baseball operations, that that was when I was first intentionally introduced to mental performance coaching. It's always there. We just don't really know it or realize what it is, but was very intentionally introduced to it then. And so ever since, just again, very dedicated to the learning process and convicted to the student piece right now. And my mind will sometimes stray of, I should be doing this, should I be doing this, I should be doing XYZ or working with XYZ or I wanna jump to the applied part a little bit more to feel like I'm working with people or making an impact and just keep coming back to remembering that the impact will be greater after I put everything into this current season that I'm in, in the learning stage. I love that. I love it, right? And sometimes we just it's like we we want so bad to
0: get to a season, right? Like you probably spent months and maybe even years thinking about being in the field of sports psychology. And then, you know, then you got here and it's like, you can't wait till the next season of when you get to apply this, you know? And it's like, man, if we can just be present in the seasons that we are in and convicted in what that season is meant to bring us and to sow within us, then man, what a bigger harvest we can get on the back end, you know, or whenever
1: that harvest season might come, you know? Absolutely. And and the other area, especially being back in South Bend, that gives me an opportunity to spend a lot of time around family again. And so, again, being extremely intentional with the relationships with family and friends and the community, too. Um, Doing a little bit of substitute teaching in high school right now, my high school. Wow. And so that's fun, too, being around that age group, knowing that those are potential student-athletes that I could be working with someday or the coaches and whatnot. And being around that age group again, just being intentional and believe that I can serve that group too. Yeah and and again knowing that you've come back to this area you know there's so many awesome
0: young professionals coming back to South Bend and I I am just convicted that you know we're going to start seeing the ROI on that and why I say return on impact is what I'm looking for you know of the return on impact of people believing in the city of South Bend and coming back to the city of South Bend and pouring their gifts and their talents and their time and their energy and their resources into this area like what it's going to continue to do and I know that you're going to be such a a critical part of that so thank you for- for your journey. Thank you for your passion for South Bend, for the field of sports psychology. Um, I'm just, it's going to be so much fun to watch your journey unfold. And I'm so thankful to have you with the Selking Performance Group as we continue to build this thing together.
1: Absolutely. Thank you too, for all your gosh, guidance and feedback and friendship. And most of all, and the faithfulness too, I know that we share. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So again, we end every
0: episode with some championship mindset training. So some specific things that our listeners can do to start to build this mindset of conviction into their own lives, to really understand the power in the word conviction. What would you tell us to be focused on working on doing this week?
1: Yeah, I think it's so easy for us to always see or focus on our failures. And I would encourage people to make a list write them down cuz again there's power and there's conviction in writing things down of making a list of all your accomplishments no matter how big how small but then revisit that list and you know again it's it's so easy to focus on the negative that start training your mind to focus on the positive you really have always come so much farther than you realize and so that's something too that I've done more recently or again if I ever doubt myself it's like but wait You've also done all these things up until this point. You can do it. Keep going. I love that. And just to summarize and tie a bow on that earlier, I don't
0: think you didn't say this is the definition of conviction, but you said the definition of conviction. Say that one more time for our listeners to just put an exclamation mark on that belief element.
1: Yeah, the overwhelming or extreme belief is the definition of conviction.
0: Ah, oh, the overwhelming or extreme belief Do you have conviction in yourself? Do you have conviction in your dreams, in your goals, in your family, in the company that you're working with or for? Think about those things because conviction can be the tipping point between average and mediocrity and just going through the motions of life and finding something that is really worth living towards and so Kelly thank you so much for those amazing words of wisdom for that awesome mindset training I know I'll be thinking about that this weekend and writing those things down or this week to just reflect right so that we can stay convicted so we can stay hungry and so that we can continue making a positive impact in this world thank you so much for tuning in today listen if there's anything that we can do for you whether that's keynote speaking or if you're looking for some high performance coaching from one of our performance coaches please reach out to me directly Dr. Selkin at selkingperformance.com. again we'd love to hear more about where you're at, where your organization's at, and how we might be able to serve you in this way. And then please follow us on all the social media platforms. We're on Twitter at Champ Mindsets, on Instagram at Selking Performance, on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. And again, just shoot us. What are you convicted about? Let us know on social media. We want to interact and engage with you. and, And again, just learn more about who you are. And then if you happen to be a business or an organization that feels convicted that you would like to come alongside of us at Selking Performance Group as a sponsor of this podcast and the work that we're bringing to thousands, hundreds of thousands actually around the globe. Uh, we'd certainly love to to talk about what that partnership could look like. If you feel like you're in vain and in alignment with our beliefs and our convictions of, of understanding the power of mindset and leadership to unleash performance excellence. Again, Dr. Selking at selkingperformance.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You've been listening to building championship mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.